coming up. The victim impact statements were some of the most powerful things I've ever heard. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A former Southeast Missouri pastor has pleaded guilty to 16 charges for murdering a woman and sexually assaulting two others at a Catholic supply store back in 2018. That was the news out of St. Louis County, Missouri at the end of last week. A guilty plea just one week before Thomas Bruce was to go on trial for the 2018 attack and murder inside a Catholic supply store. I'm joined by Christine Byers, crime reporter at Five on Your Side, KSDK in St. Louis. Christine, tell us about, first of all, the 2018 attack and murder at this Catholic supply store. Catholic Supply is a store in St. Louis where there are all things Catholic. So if you need anything for a baptism or a communion, a confirmation, um, you know, Catholic school, uniform supplies, all kinds of things are there at Catholic Supply. And so this is where the murder occurred and the attack occurred. And basically there were three women in a store. Um, two of the women worked there, and one of them was a customer when a man named Thomas Bruce walked in and pretended like he wanted to buy something and forgot his credit card in his car. And then it came back in and instead returned with a gun and ordered all three of the victims to the bathroom. And once he was in the bathroom with them, he ordered all three of them to undress and ordered them to perform sex acts. And when one of the women, Jamie Schmidt, refused his orders, he shot her in the head and she was killed. Tell us about the victim, Jamie Schmidt. What can you tell us about her? So Jamie Schmidt went to Catholic Supply that day to buy supplies to make rosaries. And she was a wife and a mother. She was 53 years old. Um, And she basically was, you know, just living her life, going about her day and, and never, never expected anything like this to happen. I mean, in fact, you know, the store employees, the survivors, have said, you know, they just thought this was going to be nothing more than a robbery. And 56-year-old Thomas Bruce is on the run, and he's on the run for for only a few days before police are able to capture him. That's right. He was definitely missing. There was a manhunt going on for two days. And ultimately, they tracked him down to his home in Jefferson County, which in Arnold, uh, Missouri, which is probably about a 20, 30-minute drive from downtown St. Louis, south of St. Louis. It's really not that far at all. And there was a plethora of physical evidence there at the trailer. Um, The clothes he wore during the attack, DNA from the victims, the murder weapon, you name it, um, they found it there. When they went to his trailer, oddly enough, he was a married man. And his wife was there and had no idea, of course, that this was going on. So the next thing she knows, you know, all these police are descending upon their property, and she has no idea what her husband's been accused of. So he is arrested, and it turns out he's connected to another attack then that took place a few weeks earlier. Can you tell us about that? Just weeks before he attacked the women in the Catholic supply store, a 77-year-old woman in Jefferson County, Missouri, reported to police that a stranger had come to her door and um, basically forced his way in. 
Jefferson County authorities say that Bruce was posing as a member of AMVETS when he barged into a woman's home and sexually assaulted that 77-year-old woman. According to the court documents we got today, the woman's phone rang during this attack and she said it was her husband calling to say that he would be home soon. Prosecutors allege that is when Bruce said that he would then kill her husband. Bruce then put that woman in a spare bedroom and stole her cell phone before leaving the house. Fast forward then to November the 21st, two days after the Catholic supply murder and sexual assaults. Prosecutors say that the woman in Hillsborough recognized Bruce's mugshot because she'd been watching TV news. And that is when she was able to identify the man who she says assaulted her in her home. Now, in addition to that, there, were, there was a tracking device that was on Bruce's car because of his insurance. And Jefferson County Sheriff's Office tells us they were able to place his car at her house the day of the Hillsborough attack. St. Louis County Police say they also found, as a part of their Catholic supply investigation, Bruce's cell phone records. And Kay, what's interesting here is that those cell phone records they uncovered in the Catholic supply murder investigation pinged his phone and his car in Hillsborough the day of that attack two months prior. So it all matched up. Thomas Bruce is described as a former minister, but my understanding is that he tried to start up a church and that didn't go all that well. What can you tell us about his background? He was involved in this church and things apparently started to go south when his sermons turned very anti-Catholic. And the parishioners were growing very concerned, making complaints to the higher-ups in the church organization, and it was quickly determined that he no longer was, you know, in line with the church's teachings, and that ended for him. Bruce first came to Missouri in 2003 to pastor a church in Jackson, Missouri, near Cape Girardeau. A former member told the I-team his messages strayed from church teachings, and the congregation fell apart. Thomas Bruce has then been behind bars for uh, a while now, and I think there have been some trial delays with, with COVID, and the trial was approaching, and then all of a sudden we hear that he has pled guilty, right? So Thomas Bruce has been jailed for three years, and during that entire time, it absolutely appeared that he was ready to go to trial. Um, just weeks before this plea came, his defense attorney was entering motions to have evidence against him thrown out. So, I mean, certainly all signs were pointing toward a trial here. And so the plea agreement came as a complete surprise to everyone involved, prosecutors, even his own defense attorney. Um, it was very unexpected. And Bruce was pleading guilty or has pled guilty then to 16 charges related to the sexual assault of the two women at the Catholic supply store, also the murder uh, that we've we've spoken of, the murder of Jamie Schmidt. And then as far as that other attack goes involving the 77-year-old woman, those charges were dropped as part of this plea, right? Exactly. So prosecutors in Jefferson County, as part of this plea, agreed to drop the charges against him related to that sexual assault that happened just weeks ago or weeks before the Catholic supply attack involving that 77-year-old victim who is now 80 years old. And prosecutors basically said that they... Um, conferred with that victim, explained to her that he wanted to enter a guilty plea to murder first. And with that plea, um, with that charge, the judge was expected to sentence him to life without parole. And she said if that is the sentence he gets, then she would be comfortable dropping her case and just knowing that he would spend the rest of his life in prison. 
Another maybe surprising aspect, though, of this is that the, the sentence that he was going to get, whether it went to trial or not, or, or what, you know, if he pled guilty, uh, actually wouldn't have changed significantly, right? Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't any gain for him to enter into a plea agreement or go to trial. I mean, the outcome would be really pretty much the same. Um, this would not be a capital case. Death penalty is not something that St. Louis County prosecutor believes in. Um, the charges in Jefferson County, which is one county over, would not did not rise to the level of a death penalty case. Um, really, the only gain to him was, you know, that he would not face the charges in Jefferson County because they would be dropped. But again, he's already been sentenced to life in prison now. So there really is a mystery as to why he decided to do the plea instead of proceed to trial. And life behind bars means exactly that. Prosecutors have said that he will not get out of jail. Exactly. And, you know, there there has been speculation as to his motives. Um, there was a critical moment at trial, actually, where he was expected to give a statement. In fact, the entire hearing for about an hour he would not take his eyes off of his handwritten statement on the table. He would not look at the victims. He would not look up hardly at all unless the judge was addressing him. And so everybody was sort of waiting to hear what could he possibly have to say for himself. And when it came time for that statement, for him to read that statement, his attorney announced that after hearing what the victims had to say, he had changed his mind because he didn't want to take away from the impact of their statements with what, anything he had to say. And so, you know, you could draw speculation there that perhaps, you know, sparing the victims and, and the community, really, the trial, maybe that was his motivation. Um, it's uncertain. I mean, certainly there, there was a lot of discussion about faith here. Um, you know, again, this all happened at a Catholic supply store. He was a former minister uh, himself. Um, you know, one of the victims even wore a cross, um, on her necklace, and both victims talked about their faith not being shaken because of all of this. Bruce's victims did make statements in court. One told her attacker, quote, I was one who was never fearful. I've learned I'm not safe anywhere. I couldn't go anywhere for over a year, she said. Jamie Schmidt's husband also spoke, telling his wife's murderer, in a way, my kids lost two parents that day. I haven't been the same since. The Victim impact statements were some of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Um, both of the women that survived this attack described in detail what happened to them. Um, there they were, you know, sort of exposed out in the open in this courtroom. Even though there weren't cameras, there was, the courtroom was packed. Police officers, reporters, um, and Thomas Bruce himself. And so... The victim's advocate that was there actually has a support dog, a golden lab, and she stood at the witness stand with these victims, and the dog laid at their feet um, to give them the strength they needed to get through their statements. And one of the victims was really upset that there had been a plea and that there was not a trial. And I was really surprised by that, but she basically said she felt like he was a coward because all up until this moment, she had heard through media reports that he was doing all of these things, adamant to go to trial and prove his innocence, and at the very last minute, he backs out. So she called him out, and she said, you're a coward, just like you were that day. You are doing it again. 
Um, both of these women described the just complete changes to their lives, the PTSD they're experiencing, the fear they constantly live with, um, and, you know, everything that they've missed out on in the last three years of their lives. My understanding also, Christine, is that uh, Jamie Schmidt's son spoke at this uh, hearing, right? Absolutely. So, um, yes, Jamie Schmidt's husband, son, and brother-in-law took the stand, and her son's victim impact statement was just absolutely powerful. He basically announced to the room that for the first 16 years of his life, he was Jamie Schmidt's daughter, and for the past six years of his life, he's been her son. And he talked about how difficult it was for his mother to accept the transition and the decision um, that he had made and that she ultimately came to embrace it in a way he could have never imagined. And on top of all that, gave him the courage to really move forward with what he was doing. And it was absolutely heartbreaking to hear him recall how he's never going to be able to show his mother his art anymore and all of the creations that he is making because she was apparently also a very creative person. Um, he said that there's not a wall in their house that doesn't contain some form of her artwork. And so he is apparently follow, following in her footsteps, becoming an artist, has become an author, and talked about where he gets his courage is from his mother and that, that that's something Thomas Bruce can never take away from him. Christine Byers at Five on Your Side KSDK in St. Louis. Thanks so much for joining us once again. We appreciate it. Thanks, Will. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.